Hey everyone, before we start, I wanted to encourage you to become part of our community on Discord. I always like to say the water is warm, it's very inviting, and no one is going to treat you anything less than an awesome human being because that's how we run it. Our Discord community has actually grown every single day for the last 53 days, and we are so proud of that. But that's where we're going to interact with you a little bit more. And you could ask your questions. You could show your project. You can do all kinds of things. But if you've been on the fence about Discord, like I always was, give it a shot. And we'll see you there. Links in the show notes. We have the best questions coming in from you guys. When you listen to the show, you're like, what is the benefit of a community wallet. What did Rich mean that Ethereum is more, quote, favorable? Well, we reached out to some of our favorite previous guests to answer those questions right now. Look, are you interested in investing or collecting NFTs but are overwhelmed with all the information? Heather and I were true, true NFT newbies. We're going to break it down as we're learning, as we wander unafraid into the world of digital art. Listen, y'all, we're going to cure you of your FOMO, mildly educate you, and give our unqualified opinions and hopefully have a lot of laughs along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Like Heather said, we love getting questions because they're probably things we're not even thinking about, to be completely honest. So it's like, oh, shit, let's get on point. So that's why we take them. That's why we answer them. And that's why we have friends. It's like our little lifelines, right? Like we can be like, ring, ring, hook it up. Exactly. So that's what we're doing. And we got our first question um, that we couldn't, our first question that we couldn't answer. (laughs) There's been just a couple. (laughs) Here's the question. Let me tell you this Um, real quick. I've said this once. I'm going to say it again and again and again. The title of our podcast is not by accident. I think people think we're playing with them. Like somebody today was like asking me all these super deep questions about the blockchain and all this stuff. And I'm like, do you think I was playing? when we said that we are newbies here folks like we're not joking with you yep we're with you what question do we have first okay here is the first question if you are a creator what did rich mean that eth was more favorable and what is the benefit of a community wallet well luckily your boy has done a little bit of research on this now here's what i mean in terms of ethereum and bitcoin here and and we're not this is not a master class is nothing like that here's the basics bitcoin is finite okay there's uh there is an established number of them which means they're very hyper scarce it was the fastest growing technology adopted technology ever second to ETH, okay? But Bitcoin is more like what people like to call storage, okay? Like it's not everyday use. It is it is a currency in some places or it can be used. I think Odell Beckham Jr. is getting his salary paid by the LA Rams in Bitcoin now. Who is that? Uh, he's a, he's, he's a, <laughs> he was an amazing football player. And now he's kind of like trying to get back, but uh, he had a bad injury last year. Anyway, so Aww. Bitcoin is finite, hyper scarce. Um, and I hate just, the word what? scarce. P.S. That yeah. is the worst word. It's like minerals and moist. <laughs> Moisture is worse than moist. Anyway, so, sorry. Go ahead. It's so more Bitcoin, scarce. It's scarce. It's hold. It's it's an investment. It's finite. It's there's no more that's going to be made. ETH 
on the other hand. And what I meant by favorable is that it's gaining an adoption, gaining an adoption. All you have to do is look at OpenSea, look at Ethereum. Okay, Ethereum, I was literally on OpenSea today, and I went back to an article to help me create an NFT, which watch out for that video, by the way. And ETH in August 2020 was $650. It's now it's now like sits over $4,000 per ETH or one Ethereum. The reason Ethereum is more favorable, in my opinion, if you were looking to invest is because it's used more and more, right? All the transactions that happen on OpenSea, a lot of people are using Ethereum in many different ways. It's programmable, unlike Bitcoin, which doesn't have anything other than it's just it's just one thing. Uh, Ethereum can be used in many, many different ways. So I like to think of it like an iPhone. I was like, wow, that thing looks cool. I'm not paying that much money. I'll use my freaking T-Mobile sidekick. What's up now? You know, that was me. So but then eventually everyone adopts, right? And that is that good for Apple stock? Is that good for the network? Is that good for AT&T? Is that good for the iPhone? Yes. So if more and more and more and more and more people use ETH, spend it on a daily basis for regular things, then that means the value is going to go up. So a lot of people, even what, it's not even a year ago, you and I were looking at right before vFriends, it was less than 2K. Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I mean. It's more favorable. Um, it's just used more often. It's not a kind of set it and forget it type thing. You could, but it's it's more like used on a regular basis. And the utility is is superior, so to speak. Okay. Yep. That's what I got to say. Cool. And so we have two more questions left that we brought in some friends, some previous guests to answer. So if you're interested in what is the benefits of a community wallet and also to a little bit of info, if you are an artist or creative, you're going to really love we're about to share. But I want to give a big thank you to Carolina Mata, who sent in that question that Rich just elaborated on. This next one comes from Janet Lee at artist Janet Lee. She said, hi, Heather and Rich. Got a question for you. If I meant... Uh, NFT artwork, must the original piece be with me? Asking because I have digital copies of my sold artworks and wondering if these can be put up as NFTs or not. You know what, Janet Lee, artist Janet Lee, we had no idea, but we knew who would know the answer to this or have some great insight. And that is our friend Decline, what up, which we will link up in the show notes if you did not listen to our interview with him. Um, I'm going to go ahead and share our screen. Yeah, I think the key with this is transparency. Like you want to make it clear as an artist that you have created physical works of it, which are sold. And when you're buying the NFT, that's what you're buying. You're buying the digital version of that artwork. Uh, as an artist, you do retain rights to your creations unless you've specified otherwise via like the contract that you've put out. Like, so for example, if you look at some of these PFP projects, they within their uh, agreement there, when you purchase the NFT, they will state the owner of this owns the IP rights to this particular NFT and which, in which case the owner could like merchandise it. They could make a show out of it. They can make derivatives of it and so forth. So for example, the other day I had someone who had, was the owner of a mutant ape yacht club piece. And so they asked me, they, hey, could you do your cube pop thing of the mutant ape that I own? And of course, they have the right to have me do whatever they want with that piece because they're the owner and they have the rights. And so then I did make that. Uh, but normally, the owner would retain those rights. So normally, you know, if I sell a piece of artwork and say, let's say it's the one that I sold to Rich. 
and then he goes and merchandises it, that's that's not, no, that's not kosher because I'm still the one who retains rights to that artwork. However, if he were to ask me, I'd probably say yes. You know what I mean? Like, so it's one of those kind of gray areas, but by default, the artist retains the rights. Now I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> so there may be states or places or jurisdictions where this differs, but at least in Canada and the United States, that copyright lives with the artist, with the creator, unless it's relinquished uh, purposely. So again, he's not a lawyer, and this may differ depending on the project, but for the most part, it, the rights uh, are with the artist. Um, and I love how at the beginning he said just the whole transparency of it, like just being honest from the very beginning, being aware of the rights you're giving or you're not giving um yeah, he's awesome. Make sure you hit him up on Twitter. He's super accessible. Great human being. Big thank you to him for uh, coming on the show. Do you have anything to add to that before we move on to the next question? No, Rich? I own some of his art, though. Um, nothing to add, but I own some of his art. He's got dope, dope art, man. Really good dude. Cool dude. Cool dude. Hey guys, we're going to take a really quick break to let you know about a course that I went through that I really loved, and it's called NFTs Simplified. Now, this is from Sean Specey, who came out with this really short, easy to digest NFT course to help brand new newbies learn the how and why behind NFTs, how to buy NFTs, what in the world is minting phase, secondary market, a little bit about security. I originally connected with Sean because I loved his graphics and the way that he was able to draw out and literally simplify this whole NFT game. And even being in the space for quite a while and understanding some of these basic concepts when I went through the course, I just loved it and actually learned some things. It's linked up in the show notes. It's NFTs Simplified and it's only 19 bucks. So click over there, grab the course. If you're like me and you need to see things visually drawn out, Sean's going to help you out. Again, that is NFTs Simplified. Next question comes from TJ Hoverman. Uh, what is the benefit of a community wallet? Who do we got to answer this, Richard? We got our man KJ, KJ from Side Ducks, who's actually one of our uh, podcast sponsors of an awesome, amazing team. They're Solana-based, by the way, so check them out. Um, no gas, no cash. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, he hooked us up with an answer, and here it is. What's up, everyone? KJ from Sidex here. And the great question I was asked was, what are the benefits of a community wallet? And to put it in simple terms, it's something that's obviously collectively owned by all of the NFT holders. But to use an analogy, similar to you owning a share of a stock in a company, you own a share of this community wallet. And as a company, they typically provide dividends to their holders, and we do something similar with our community. So we've used the funds in our community wallet to provide free NFT airdrops to some of our holders. And also, we use the money that is in the community wallet to fund uh, prizes for game nights. We've had a music contest. We have duck races, a lot of other fun events. And so the community wallet is just another incentive to hold and delist your NFTs. And so it not only helps other holders by having a higher floor price because people are incentivized by potentially getting a free NFT, but also it's actually providing all of our holders real value in the form of other NFTs, not just our owns, 
So it is effectively diversifying your uh, NFT collection. Well, sure, I want to be in a duck race. When he said duck race, I was like, sign me up. I mean, look, if y'all want to be part of our community wallet, like, just let us know, because all we could afford right now is some Cheetos, okay? <laughs> the puffy <laughs> ones, y'all, though, so we going all out. We going all I out. I think that's pretty cool. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I did, um, too. I, 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 it's just interesting, I guess, the whole point. Like, people are funny with money, man. So it's like, do you want to be part of a thing that's like a democratic decision in terms of how the money is going to be spent, uh, especially if they come up with cool stuff? What if someone's like, I don't give a shit about a duck race? Like, Yeah, but also, too, I think it's an accessibility there where people who maybe aren't able to, like, do a whole bunch of stuff on their own, like, can kind of combine resources and still be able to benefit as a community. So I think it just makes things a little bit more accessible. Heather's all about the community. I Look, am. if you are any of you, <laughs> I don't say I don't mean it negatively. You you take it as if I'm saying something negative. I love that you're all about community, and I would more than love if you guys t- would tell us if you're in a community wallet or if we started one somehow, some way with our awesome project that doesn't exist. If like a community wallet would be of interest to you, I, I just, can see us doing some stuff. I think like the ethos, like the the kind of underlying thing of all of this stuff, could be, can be. It's not. I'm saying overall. But it could be, you know, the whole premise you think about decentralizing things and making, you know, this whole movement is about everybody winning and everybody benefiting. So we've got to figure out different unique ways to to do that. I think a community wallet is an example. So anyway, yeah, that's it. We got a pod deck bridge. What we got? Okay, Heather, here is the question. Are you ready? Yes, sir. What antiquated invention do you still use? What do you know antiquated antiquated means? No. I knew terms. to ask. I knew to ask. Uh, the o- let me tell you, the <laughs> only reason I know what it means is because we had electricians here at our house today, and and said they said our system like built-in speakers and stuff. So like it's antiquated. Like everything's going to smart homes. I'm like that must mean like outdated, and I think I'm right. So they're oh, like antique, antiquated. Damn. Connecting no. dots. <laughs> Connecting dots. <laughs> what what do you still use besides uh, like a scrunchie? Do you all hear this this dissing going on? Um, Pen and paper, pencils, pens and papers. I love books, like paper books. I love writing. I I love stuff like that. And I know that's like everybody has an app for stuff, but I want to, I love paper and pens. That's like, that's still very, very much used. Oh, you're old though. Like it is for you, Mr. What is it? 40 something. Uh, let me think if there's what something that I use that's antiquated. Ugh, I really can't think of anything. You're going to get happy. Give me a minute. What do I use? Do you probably use a teapot. I could see you using a teapot. You're a teapot no. kind of guy. All right. I got one. Uh, I don't use K-cups or any of that stuff. I do like the filter and you put the coffee in it. And then it's like a little. <laughs> Is that outdated? Five, I think so. Like everyone usually does the K-cups and, no, and I don't shit do like that. We're old. We're You're antiquated. <laughs> We antiquated, y'all. Uh, subscribe if you haven't. <laughs> and thank you. <laughs> and thank you so much for joining us on our fun ride. Bye, y'all. Peace. <laughs>